It is wild, man. Yo, yeah. what's up, guys? Yeah. We're coming through and everything. Um, yeah, so no uh, no show tonight, but we wanted to definitely come and hang out with everybody and talk about the show, Aber Express Post, the Expanse stuff. Um, I also decided, I don't know if you saw it, Michael, but I decided I'm going to announce like our big announcement for April, uh, for August, something we, I haven't talked about yet publicly. I haven't even told our patrons yet, man. Oh, nice. Yeah, usually, usually the patrons are like the the ones that we uh, tell everything up. They usually know something yeah. pretty ahead of time. Uh, but speaking of which, actually, I can still at least plug the Patreon. That's like our Patreon if you want to support Avrox Precipice. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of debuting a few things off of Molex Gambit tonight. Um, we got the, uh, I got the background going. I got some of the, the overlay stuff, the new overlay stuff I'm doing with it going. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so I did that. I, did, I resaturated the background. Um, so now it's all like freaking toxic looking and shit. Oh, it's killer, dude. I, I love it. I, li- I like all the colors and everything, man. It looks so sick. It is psychedelia, yeah. So that's Yeah. Kinda... <laughs> but I mean, that, we, like, that was kind of like the big thing, like this, I mean, obviously the big thing this week was the James Webb going on online and watching the image come off that, mm-hmm. uh, the telescope stuff. So that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that because actually a few of the images that were coming off of it, I know I, re- I already want to use for our stream. So, <laughs> and but yeah, hey man, they're all free images because guess what? Yeah. Public good, baby. Public good. Yeah. It was right into the public domain. See, you got the smarts, man. Resourceful. You know, people talk about how much taxes are, but how much would it cost me to license the photo like that? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, sir. I yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, I thought we. Um, I know right now you're finishing up. Uh, oh, Babylon's, Babylon's ashes. ashes. Um, and then we're gonna have this take place at that Abaddon's Gate. So like. You're way ahead of the game on that yeah um nice. which is really cool that's actually good for me too because like we can talk a little bit about um uh off world stuff because like one thing i'm working on too and i mentioned this was um in september i'm doing a charity game with joss diamonds oh yeah right that's and right. uh it's going to be all returning guests and so we have one new person uh, who's going to be the uh, overseer of the group? You know, the 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 lead the lead person of the colony, the governor, or what do you want to call him? Yeah. Um, and so, I have actually kind of designed the world for that a little bit. Uh, the third and beyond, and then I've been using the going through uh, Beyond the Ring that stuff too. So uh, very helpful. So that's that that's strictly like world building, planet building, these colonies. This, this like, book? yeah. So yeah, Beyond the Ring. Plug plug from Green Ronin Publishing. Um, <laughs> You know, I gotta play. We gotta play with it, but no, it's it. The first part is like it advances the storyline, so it's like after oh. Venus, because Venus happens, and then the the squid emerges and kind of explains uh, what goes on. Because the core rule book is basically like Caliban's War, post Caliban's War. Oh, um, right. Okay. And so it kind of goes through the slow zone and how that works, and then like it, it does expand a little bit on how like the station at the center of the slow zone works um mm-hmm. like how security system works essentially like why does it trigger on certain things okay. um and then uh it op- it's like then it basically goes into opening up the gate and like it also offers like perspective um like type like kind of what ifs of the expanse yeah. so one of them here is um uh called Caliban's return which is basically uh intelligent hybrids Oh man! So it, yeah. it deals with basically people that figure out like they continue on Project Caliban, but they can control it because they have better access to like the protomolecule tech. 
Yeah, they create a waxer, dude. Just kidding. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they go full blown with it. But, um, there's some cool new stuff like that, too, and kind of prospects for, like, running uh, basically slow zone adventures. Then it has, like, a full-blown section, which is basically Medina Station. Oh, yeah, so nice. It goes, it goes into, yeah. like, about, um, uh, like, it is a campaign setting, like, running whole adventures yeah. in Medina Station, because it's so big. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically, like, a, like a, I mean, it's like a Manhattan type thing going on. Yeah. That's what I like about it. I got to get my hands on that still because it's like when you're reading it, I like how it fills it out and sh- and just focuses it on on that, you know, mm-hmm. like Medina Station. Because it gets broken up through the story. So you're sort of, you know, you're kind of visualizing and putting it together as you're I, you're reading it. Yeah, wait till uh, uh, there's there's major parts of a future book that like like half the books on Medina Station. Wow. Like it gets pretty good. Um, and then uh, and they kind of go into the culture of Medina Station uh, and how to do like a Medina series. Um, so that's pretty cool. And hey, if you guys are on the chat too, like just jump in, let us know what's going on, man. Like say hi to yeah. us. Uh, we're, we're totally willing to like talk about whatever the Abrax Express the expanse this week. We're talking about the, the role-playing books right now. I had it handy. Um, so that's chapter two is Medina Station. Chapter three is Worlds Beyond. So it has some of the worlds that are mentioned in the book, but it also, yeah. uh, that was one cool was, thing was like Ian, the developer got to add like canonical uh basically like uh places um and and so there's like a bunch of um new worlds here and kind of goes through and talks about what each world has what each system has uh etc talks about the dead systems something you'll get into later if you keep on reading the books um and then but then the big thing is chapter three is the new worlds and so basically this is like how to build systems or like full on stats for for worlds and everything like that too about wow. threats and yeah. everything, and then you have, um, I swear to God, dude, like if if I didn't know better, like I like I, I swear to God that's Donna. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Does, doesn't it kind of give me a Donna feel? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know, Donna. Man. You you if made they, it if in. They, if they told me that was Donna, I'd believe them. Oh, um, me too. Uh. And uh, and I can see I can, I can see Donna looking at lizards on other planets. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it goes in kind of the different worlds and everything issues. And then the big trick of it is four, which is colonies. This is like uh, explains like how to uh, do the colony system. So the colony system is like it's its own like uh, stat block. It's like its own character. Oh damn. And then yeah, and basically it has turns. And the game master kind of determines whatever turn is, I and mean, it could be anywhere from like basically a week to like, I mean, a year, uh, depending on what, how, whatever kind of events are going, how rapid it is. And then during those turns are like challenges and the players can help out and, you know, um, it's kind of neat. But then there's um, the last big thing is like the systems and world creation. So it isn't just creating worlds, but also creating the whole solar system of whatever realm you're creating. Um, and it has tables and crap if you want to create that stuff. Then it has like um, the... Uh, like off-world creatures it has some of the stuff from uh oh. like remember the remember like in in uh here we go spoiler in uh on illis like in the book they encounter like the machine that like uh uh miller takes over oh, okay right the yeah body? yeah so they kind of have like a picture of the body oh and there's, yeah there's kind of these insectoid stuff so it's kind of cool like there's some um yeah, I like the visualization, seeing it there versus, you know, when I'm reading it, it's totally different. But it's we'll, cool to see. We'll be using this. We're going to play like a four to five hour charity session uh, for, uh, we're still figuring out which which charity exactly. I think I know which one we're going to do. I'm about 95% sure, but uh, it's a reproductive health uh, 
uh, charity for sure. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, we're hoping to raise a you know a few thousand dollars for that. And Green Road's going to chip in some stuff. We might have Stonehaven to chip in some stuff. Uh, but we're going to have basically it's going to be like after. Um, I'm gonna spoil a little bit here, but like so it's gonna be after the ring after Illis. So Illis is like the test bed, and then people start going for the world. Yeah. And then it's gonna happen basically, it's gonna start off with them on the world and kind of setting it up, and then they're gonna get the communique saying that Earth has been hit by the rocks and they're cut off. Um, oh man. And that's, so that's yeah. yeah, so that's gonna kind of be the start. Um and I think that <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like, okay, so it's already super hard to live, yeah. to survive in space, and then now you're like on a new planet, right? Uh, you're down the yeah. gravity well, and then you're totally cut off, and it's uh, and it's pretty hostile. So yeah, so I then I I'm gonna and it, it kind of it's kind of cool too because you have the colonies and the other one's stat block, but you can have your own colony, but you can also have other colonies, and the colonies can kind of challenge each other. Right. In the rounds yeah. and kind of like you can you can have them hostile to each other or beneficial to each other or like you know, I mean kind of like, like in the book where there's sort of like two two occupiers taking yeah. claim to a to a thing. Yeah, that's the cool. that's kind of the big thing is uh you know the I like that part a lot too and it's, it makes it kind of complicated yeah. and um but I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do uh with uh all of that exactly like in terms of what's going to happen um but I'm very excited about it, uh, and that should be a fun one. So I have that planned out. October, I'm planning the horror game. Um, oh, yeah. I put up, I put up a uh, poll on on I put up a poll in like the Expanse RPG group on Facebook. I put one up on our Twitter. I put one up, I think, on Instagram. And I was like, "Do you guys want to escape from Eros too, or do you want like horrors from Beyond the Ring?" And everyone was like, "Horrors from Beyond the Ring." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, shit, you know, like." Uh, Oh my have, God. yeah so we have all that kind of going on it's pretty cool but yeah i've been i've been working on that a bit um other news uh we have the business cards we got our express business cards uh they came out pretty good uh i actually have some of these going to everyone in the group so you're gonna you should have some of the mail oh, probably tomorrow right. or friday oh thanks uh, man I, yeah i said like I, I was able to put them on like 32 of them in an envelope and mail them out <laughs> um and so you guys will get some of those to distribute however you want but um yeah that's kind of where uh like what I'm working on right now with the game and stuff like too. I, I had I I didn't want to like run. So for those who don't know, we like two of our players are, are down ill, and I didn't want to kick off the season without with like down two players. And I told I was pretty open about that. And then B Zelda has been generous enough uh, to uh, to be able to reschedule for next week, which is super cool. Yeah, uh, it was funny. Cause I was talking to them, Phew. and they're all they're all like, yeah, it's not that bad. I'm like I'm like oh yeah, she like she like or they're all like. Yeah, I'm going to like see a go see a Lance Morissette in concert tonight with my girlfriend. I was like, well, shit, okay, I, I can't beat that offer. So, uh, <laughs> but, so that's well, super, that's super cool. Yeah, and, no, that's, uh, that's great. But yeah, that's about um, uh, what's going on with this. And I'm really excited for Mulch Gambit because I have like a lot um, planned out. It will be short though because like it's only going to basically be a Baden's Gate and like Abaddon's Gate uh -huh. is like it's it's a sh it's short in terms of time the, the amount of time it takes over. Yeah. But it's a very long book. <laughs> well it is it's it's a slog. I mean the yeah. back end of it is a slog. The the first part is actually pretty fast because a lot of yeah. that's happening. You I know agree, yeah. it opens up with the EK going through yeah. I mean there's there's like a slow zone in the book. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a there's a, which is like the like yeah it's a it's a slog, like you said. It's like a, it gets real gritty, but um, no, it starts really. I mean, yeah, it's nice. It just brings you up, and it's super interesting. 
I mean, the whole book's great. It's just like when you're first reading it, yeah, it brings you in real nice, and you're like, oh, what's happening? What's what's yeah. going on here? Things and are it, moving. It's got some cool twists and changes, and and oh, I liked yeah. it. Characters uh, too. There's characters, some cool yeah, characters. you get Carissa for the first Clarissa, yeah, Carissa, Clarissa for the first time. Yeah, and and they end up being a great great character over the book. I I, I like her a lot better in the later books. <laughs> and now well, when I'm like, oh no, well, yeah, she's, a, she's just like fucking hell bent on revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm it's like, it's like yeah, I'm gonna kill this fucker. I'm gonna kill. Him. That's the whole yeah. that's whole thing. I'm gonna kill him, but no matter what. And then yeah. she kind of like, you know gets a come to Jesus moment, like you yeah, know, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know you have a great redemption arc. So that's super cool. Yeah, she's a cool character, and I like—I mean, Bull was really cool. Baca, Carlos. Yeah, that—that uh, yeah. that was. Uh, that, He's interesting, dude. Yeah, so that's actually gonna—I uh, think in Abrax the Precipice, the next character, the next name character is gonna pop up is gonna be Bull. Actually, will pop. Up. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. He's gonna pop up. So, um, yeah. Uh, so oh, that, that'll be fun. But yeah, I mean, the, what's up? I was gonna say the whole game is gonna be so crazy because it's. I mean, just the slow zone itself was so dangerous. Well, the book. Yeah, like I, I kind of had to ex- like I had to explain to people like why the deceleration would kill you, like, and that the, that was the thing with um, Maneo was that, like I mean, oh yeah, because his like in the book like his his deceleration gauge like caps at like ninety nine g, so he's doing like more than a hundred g deceleration, which means that his body, if it weighed like hundred and fifty pounds, suddenly weighs hundred and fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> I mean, you're nothing in your body can support that kind of weight. Like, yeah, you're, you're it's hydraulic press weight. I mean, uh, like your whole body's now hydraulic press. You know, so gnarly. Yeah, yeah it, it's you know, so that's just kind of that how force works and everything. But it's, yeah, it's, a, it's it'll be a fun section. I think it'll be. I I think it'll be a lot more fun to play it than it will be to like read that part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but you kind of know it's coming, and I think that like. Moloch's Gambit will end up being the shortest section because we were doing about 20 episodes per section now. And I think this one will probably end up being something like 12 to 15, maybe. Because um, the slow zone does kind of end and then the worlds open up. Right. Uh, and, and then you kind of have the whole Illus situation, which, like, everyone's just kind of waiting for Illus to, like... That everyone's just looking at Illus, waiting to see what happens. So that's kind of the thing. Yeah. No one else is going for worlds, the ones that got passed. And so everyone else started to figure out what the hell to do with it. Um, but you don't, that doesn't mean you don't have people sneaking off, but it's, it's, uh, you know, yeah, sneaking Ellis. off. Ellis is dirty. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 looking back at the whole series, I still really like, um, the Boulevard a lot. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I like that part. I mean, I, I like in that part of the book where you have, yeah, when they're on Illus and hearing about life beyond the ring was probably the most interesting part of that entire novel for me versus like kind of like, like the what they call re- the, revenge. What they call the frogs? Was it the stomach frogs? Oh, uh, oh, oh, wait. Were those the things that wait, they, reg- what were the st- they, they regurgitate their stomach? And then they, oh, right. That's I can't right. Really call it, yeah. I can't either. Yeah, the flora and fauna or whatever, whatever the equivalents of them are kind of. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, seeing the sort of the new, yeah, seeing all the like mimic lizards or all the new. Yeah, kind the mimic, of that's thing. what they are. The, those are the mimic lizards. Yeah, the mimic lizards. Yeah, yeah they make they they can make a sound like other stuff. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So and like, yeah, yeah, they just I like. I'm so curious to see. I want to see the book and the art because it's like even all the um, leftover whatever structures that they describe yeah. in it. You know, it'd be really. It's like I'm just curious to see how well, that. Would that's a visual. big thing with the worlds that people find is like whatever worlds in the Goldilocks zone that's like occupiable, like it has the tech on it because it was hit by the proto molecule. 
Yeah. So like none of the worlds are like pristine. And then there's no like all the life got started over again on every single one. So yeah. It's, it's not like um there's no high evolved stuff, you know, like uh or like you're not gonna find little green men type situation. Yeah. They had to get kicked over again, start over. I mean that's wild. Yeah. That's that's so awesome. But uh I can't I can't wait to play that or get into the that yeah, part of it. So. it'll let me like really like use the colony rules and that's been a question too. I've kind of had like I, I don't want you guys to answer it yet, but like the question is once that pops up, does like the crew wanna like either have a colony or do they wanna like run between colonies or you know, right. there's, there's a lot of kind of um Wow, yeah options with that. And the other problem with that too is that like because the distance is so because was it did it take him eighteen months to go from Earth to Illus? It was a. I mean, I don't know. You probably you probably know it better than I. But I remember it was. Yeah, it was. It took a really long. It took a long time. I mean, yeah. it was like a long journey that they were they were heading out because I remember them saying like reinforcements or people. You know, like when you they were like you fighting. Call, a, yeah, you can yeah. call for help, but they won't be here for a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. So like, what's the what's you know we'll be dead by then. Uh, yeah, or we'll have killed each other by then. So like. So yeah, it creates the immediacy that to be everything has to be dealt with there yeah. now. It's like yeah, I like that. Time yeah, because the because the Belters have been there for like almost like a year before Royal Charter Energy got there. At least they have been there for because they already hauled all the shit up to yeah base. So, but yeah, that that time that's the big thing is the time issue is, is such a big thing. Um, you know, you're talking about books that by the end of the series, I mean Holden's like eighty. So yeah, no, I can't believe it. I mean, even the next book after Babylon's yeah, Ashes, kind of like, yeah, I was like, oh shit, like I was just sort of reading. Yeah, so I'm excited think, to start. Yeah, to think of it, they spent like there was three years going to Illus and back, and then like yeah. you have the whole thing in there. So you're talking like four years. Caliban's War is like a year after the. So it's just like time and time and time. Yeah, um, it adds up pretty quick. That's when the yeah, issues got, that much. I gotta find like a timeline just to remind myself as I the read. The timelines I read are, are they're not they're not the best. Oh okay. Uh, but you have a, like yeah you have a crazy grasp on like the time that's passed in each book and I'm like oh shit I guess you're right like it, they have been here for a while I mean because it just kind of you know flows well, yeah, over. It takes time. I mean that's the yeah. thing. It's such a long game to play. But they also have longevity drugs and all this other crap going on. But yeah, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Um, and then what else was I going to ask about too? I, I don't know what else. I mean, uh, what else were you thinking about with the game? Uh, like with like what was kind of you have any thoughts on like the the game how it's coming up or like um or how everything's gone or, or how yeah, it's coming or like up? looking back at like year two and such um yeah i mean year two is interesting I, I was thinking about how you had a start which was super like how we all met right like in are you that, talking about like the, the break for, like back on like are you talking about like the the starting the year two adventure in december yeah okay. yeah yeah with marie when maria first joined on you know zenny first came on how we kind of met oh, in okay that. so because because year two started with with the, the Ganymede incident, and then we brought in Maria Zenny with right. the, the the kind of survivor group. Right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, survivor group. Yeah, when we I think first Maria hap- came in on episode, I think like six or seven. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. I almost see that as the start because mm. you know when she came on onto the cast, and um, yeah, we were all in that sort of like support meeting, and I also yeah, yeah. ha- kind of had my new character Waxer was kind of developing from ganymede afterwards yeah uh yeah no that was a really cool episode i mean it's been really interesting because all the dynamic of the crew changed you know with jackrabbit leaving and then well yeah we lost of, like well i mean our original cast we had we even had lauren initially and yeah, then we right. lost, lauren couldn't do anymore and so um 
we were down a person and then like we had pretty much uh at the end of like the first like phase i, I try not to call them seasons i kind of call them phases but at the end of the first yeah. phase uh we had um uh we had onyx die and then we had uh uh, and then Sam was like, Sam was like, I'm you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to do it. And I was like, I'll right, give you like a few more episodes. And Sam was kind of giving me a few more episodes. And then we had Sam written off uh, in kind of a cool way with uh, Jack written off a cool way. And then we brought in Maria. We had a few yeah. guests between them too, but like, um, which were kind of some like little like mini missions and such. But then uh, Maria comes in, and we kind of get into the the drama. And and I think that was one thing I hadn't really. My initial thought was talk with with year two is thinking a lot about like the refugee crisis yeah uh, because that's because yeah. that's such a big thing that like it gets kind of glossed over in the book a little bit but like mm-hmm. i mean like prax is like he's a refugee i mean yeah like and, and like how do you how do you deal with that like how do you like especially when you're dealing with space so you can't just like you feel like can't just walk to wherever they want to go right and, yeah. and, and, and that you know that same theme picks up later on where people have to literally leave the planet or you know they get completely displaced by what's happening. So yeah, it's a huge thing. And yeah, where do they go? There's so there's not as many options, you know. Yeah, and like they're kind of sitting around waiting to go. I mean, that's that's, that's kind of interesting. And then, yeah. um, so we kind of did that a little bit off the bat, which is kind of kind of interesting, kind of fun to, to play around with. And then I think we, um, I wanted to then deal with like the rise of the OPA Navy. Um, Oh, because yeah. like Caliban's War, the book deals it does it deals mostly with like it, it's kind of got this kind of Moby Dick thing with holding in the the hybrid. Like he's going after the hybrid. Or he wants to know who's doing this shit, right? Um, and Alvisarello is doing the political game back on Earth, and then you have Prax who's just trying to find his little kid, his girl, but he's like with Holden, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bobby's whole quest, which ends up tying up with Holden, and so Bobby and Holden are kind of like together practice together Alvisarello ends up with them and they all kind of you know walk to Mordor and yeah. you know uh kind of have the whole confrontation and so a lot of it has isn't like this this like thing that involves everybody what what involved everybody was the beginning of the book and after that it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. they're all tar- I mean unless like you know you're, you're worried about getting hit by stealth missiles that have hybrids in them but um so I wanted to deal more with like background which is like well earth and mars are distracted like yeah the, how does the opa navy come about and then like what are like the consequences of that like how how many people would like the enemy radicalize um right. you know, the opa is already already radicalizing people easily enough belters are doing it on their own but then like shit like you just crashed like these people's food source like how many of them are gonna go so that was kind of something i gotta talk about with, with uh maria's character zenny mm-hmm. um, that was kind of cool and then uh yeah i like it like it's cool to explore the opa navy part of it like yeah what happens when we join and like what yeah what are you they actually doing well, and not, how, how that evolves they don't have fucking recruiting offices right like, like yeah. it, it's just like yeah. they're, trying, they're trying to piece together this thing mm-hmm. and like their big their big ch- blue chip is like well let's go steal the naboo back yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, what's he say in the book i think i think bull says or something like that he's like yeah you can't like look you can't like like friends like yeah we commandeered it originally and then now we salvaged it and bull's like yeah that's like me borrowing my friend's pickup crashing it and then pulling out the ditch and saying it's mine because i found it (laughs) you know it's it's like it it, it doesn't work that way man the court of law is not gonna work and uh so it's this kind of trippy like um 
uh, like that's kind of their blue chip is the Naboo, but they have to have all these other support ships. The Nav like the Behemoth and all that stuff. It's like the thing can't operate by itself. It can't dock anywhere. Like <laughs> you know, it can't. Fuck yeah. But the one thing I was thinking about with the the Behemoth, which is interesting, and I think that like uh, it's overlooked about that ship is that it has an extraordinarily like. Um, powerful and uh like high-tech uh calm and sensor array like nothing else touches its sensor array oh dang yeah because america well america has the calm laser they were gonna burn through oh, the, yeah. the ring with yeah. and like, there was no other like more powerful like laser than that thing like on a that kind of scale and so the idea was that like this thing is set up uh like its communications is gonna be super advanced and trippy, and so I was always thinking, kind of thinking about applications of that and the worries about having something like that, because um, that's what that's what Fred Johnson does in the uh, at least on the show was when he when he when he tells the Mormons and the workers to get off the ship. Um, yeah, that, that's how he knows about the Doniger. He he they kind of see something going on there, but they can't see it, so he, he tells everyone to get off the beam and like use it or the Naboo and uses its sensor package to look at it. Because he's, you know, that's, and that's why I like it. Because he's, he's like, uh, that's why he doesn't mind working on it. Because he has access to one of the most powerful, like, uh, sensor yeah. arrays ever. Because <laughs> um, these people want to go for a hundred years out into space. He's like, all right, well, you need a good sensor array. Yeah, yeah, he get hey, man, that's crazy, right? Yeah. He so, yeah, that's, see anything that's, that's why I like Fred because he he plays the game. He's a player. Yeah, oh. no, he, yeah, he's probably one of my favorite, one of the standout characters too in the hey, books i like oh hey scott, uh, scott's in the chat scott's good good to hear you man hey, oh yeah buddy do well man hope you're feeling better hope everything's yeah. better on the home front get uh, better buddy good to have you come by um uh scott you have anything you want to say about the about abrax precipice or the upcoming season or the expanse real quick we'll be happy to address any kind of things yeah jump on. in jump in with it uh but uh yeah we had two players sticks tonight and uh that was uh one too many. Like, if I had one player, I could do it. But like, I don't want to. I don't want to have like half my crew or half my cast like gone for the first episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would that that'd be kind of shitty. So uh, we also we also need them. So <laughs> yeah. Be, uh, well, yeah, your whole your, your whole command chain is gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, you you, yeah, you don't want you yeah you want Waxer and Zeddy. You don't want show. Yeah, that that's gonna be with McMichael's. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of people gonna get spaced. Um, but uh yeah it's kind of it's kind of nice because i i get to try i actually use my my these are actually my my headphones i usually use my stereo um they're my my really nice ones but i usually don't use them when i'm playing um yeah you got the you have the hidden ones or whatever whatever they're they're, they're behind the head yeah This, this one though like it's they sound really good but the problem is they they contain the sound so much when i'm talking it sounds freaking weird like my skull, uh. like my skull's vibrating more than it should. Um, like seriously, I can, I, it's like an echo almost in the back of my skull. Like I can Ouch. feel, yeah, it's kind of weird, but Damn. it's a little tingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, yeah, no. So the OPA Navy stuff was really cool to explore, and then like, well, how does Dawes like you know get ships? And I, I was thinking about you guys, and I was like, yo, here's oh, yeah. Myrtle. Like Myrtle's like gonna like lose her wife and. Uh, yeah. You know they're in dire straits, and it's like, like their business isn't going to keep up. And they're trying to help all these people, and I'm like, you guys have kind of put yourself in a situation, and you've done work for Dawes. Daw- you've done his interview basically already for him. He, he's like, you, he's senior dependable. He trusts you. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't he like do this? Like, why wouldn't he, like he just buy a ship? 
And and the thing about Dawes to remember too is that like he he runs Siri Station, which means he's yeah. also in charge of the currency and series series credits is like a bit or they're uh it's um they do I think they do Nuyen on series what's called Nuyen. And so there's it's a little it's a little uh little shadow runny, but like um you know, <laughs> yeah. but but they they you know he he can basically create currency. Oh man, yeah, and so, so he, yeah, he, that he totally buying, makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah, so he would just buy it and like he sees a good ship, but he, he sees a good crew. He's yeah, I can just get that crew and everything like that. He's going to sign up. And everyone's like, all right, cool. And everyone wants to kind of make a difference. And like the OPA Navy seems good. And it's kind of a victory for him because he has like, uh, um, he's got this like UN, like Navy Admiral's daughter, like working for right. him. And like, yeah, totally. Um, and then he's got like, you know, this former Martian. He's like, yeah, Marsh, right. yeah. Like, these guys are working for me and they're happy to do it. And then, so I thought it was kind of a, it's kind of a, and I think that's why I like Anderson Dawes is actually my favorite character beyond like Fred Johnson. He doesn't get enough time on stuff, yeah. but um, have you, have you read uh, any of the short stories? No, I, I think I'm going to read those last, I guess. I'm just going to go through read, all. You got to read Butcher, Anderson, Butcher of Anastasian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, so Scott's asking what happens to murder her dad. I mean, her dad is a zoner. He'd just call her a traitor at this point. Like, she kind of knows, she kind of knows how he'll be. Uh, Myrtle's got it rough, man. She had problems with the wife. Well, like, dad's his own. That was well. That was that was a trip on the on the uh, the bonus episode we did on the Patreon was like, uh, like her dad was like, "Don't I don't want you coming back here to the moon with any skinny kids." So he's a little, he's a little, Shit. yeah. So he's a little yeah. racist, yeah. Deal. You know? Um. Yeah, deal breaker. Deal yeah. breaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't, he said, I don't have a skinny for a grandkid. That's what he said. Mm. So yeah, we gotta. Oh, once again, that goes into one of the major elements of the expanse that we like to play. Like kind of like uh, look at as the racism of it, because that is like. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we've all we've all known that one person that said something to that effect. Um, and it's just so it's so interesting how it's done because right, it's just like everybody's obviously human and has the same DNA, but then you got the Belters who've lived out for so long and like have have these different physical and and now attitudes and, but that, and just I mean, but that, that's how but like that's how like quote unquote race like works in our real world is yeah. just like wherever you lived, like you yep you had adaptations. Um, you know, yeah. shit works for you know. Oh, this is working for a thousand years. So let's keep it around. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah um yeah it's true and so it's it, yeah. it's just it's just such a cool that's a cool part of the book that it mirror it like parallels that you you see it you know just with the well, martians there, you know i was thinking about that because there's that there's that, there's that one part in abaddon's gate where like uh bull is talking to the engineer on there and the guy i don't oh, yeah. know his name but he has like he has like a chinese name a super like really like it's like mm-hmm. first and last name are chinese and he goes he's sitting there look at the guy and he was like you know, back home, this guy would be Chinese. Out here, he's just a belter. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's thinking, like, if I called this guy Chinese right now, like, everyone would be like, so? Like, oh, what the fuck's that mean? He, and he <laughs> yeah. would probably, he'd probably be like, well, I don't really, I don't really think about that. Right. You know, I, my, my, yeah. my family's been out here for, like, four generations, like, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, like, it, almost, it erases that part of, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It, or, like, people aren't concerned about that part of the racism, you know, but it's this like wider sort of like regional kind of like belters, Martians and earthers. Well, and, you know? and that's kind of the trip with the belters is like, yeah, there is like racial discrimination against them too. But at the same time, even like their physicality makes them like vulnerable. Like, yeah. gra- gravity fucks them up. I mean, that's a big thing with Illis is like, what is like a third, yeah. of, the, a third of the colony dies in the first like month because of the gravity. Right. 
Yeah. You know, so it's just like, you know, it's like they can't go to Earth not because of racism, but because they'll just right. die. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll just, their, yeah. their heart will give out. And so, it's, like, uh, um, it's kind of interesting thinking about those kind of elements and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. That's, but then if you, that's a big thing with Marco and Naros is that, like, um, right. You know, he, his whole attitude is like, uh, these worlds suck because, like, yeah. our, the Belter children born there won't be Belters anymore. Right. Yeah. Belters being living in space and living on ships and yeah, not going down the gravity well. Like that's the thing why he's such a good villain too, or you know, um, whatever you know, villain. He's a villain. He's a villain because he's like, because he has a his argument. Like, there's not you know, like the best villains are sometimes like they convince you that their their reasoning is correct. And then, but he's a bullshit. He's fucked up. That's the thing. Like, there's a point where they start realizing he's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like when Dawes bows out, that's the that's one of the best parts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dawes is like, no, this is nuts. Like I'm out. Like, I can't fucking get <laughs> around for this shit. Like yeah. I thought you were here to like help us, and you just like basically like sent millions of people to their death. Yeah, I'm kind of on the part. I I mean I won't spoil the book, but, but like yeah, where Dawes he comes around and it's and that whole conversation he has, you know, like while he's paying respects yeah. to someone, let's say, and it's just yeah, that part's just it's cool and to see his thoughts and. And his like basically, he's like, yeah, I I fucked up, and like I chose you know the wrong yeah. side, or I was doing this. It's yeah, it's such a good part of that. But. So, oh yeah. So, anyways, I I um, well, that's all in the future. Yeah, I, we're gonna do the whole um, Abaddon's Gate stuff, the slow zone. Yeah. Uh, that was so spoiler for the the people at home, but like, uh, I, I, uh, I surveyed the group, the the cast. And asked um, uh, what side of the ring do you want to be on during the slow zone incident, and they all said they want to be inside. So we'll we'll be, in- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so because that was like a kind of a, a breaker. I was like, I didn't want to like spring it on you or like whatever. But um, and that was I had to set that up ahead of time because that's like why the OPA Navy stuff also came about. Is it gives yeah. it gives an excuse um, to have you guys uh, go in with the with the OPA. Um, yeah, man. Of course, I want to be inside it ring man i don't want to be on the outside Jeez. okay hey you bet scott hey take it easy dude uh have a good yes. night man you guys take care of yourself i'll see you next week rest uh, up buddy yeah man break them fluids uh yeah <laughs> so but yeah uh what so looking back at this uh, like, uh with waxer like what do you um i don't know what do you what do you either like looking back what have you liked about the character and then also what are you looking forward to with the character yeah, you know what I liked about what I've liked about Waxer, sort of like playing him and, and sort of figuring out what he's like, or you know, I, I do like I like this sort of like the space dementia he kind of has, or like the his his problematic sort of memory or what really happened or not, and not knowing that, um, you know, sort of going from obs- being like obsessed with memories of his wife and kid to maybe that actually isn't actually a memory, you know? Um, and then also his, I mean, I just think his character is sort of like more of a, he's not like a gentle giant, but he's sort of done fighting where he was sort of more, probably more violent and with this crew and sort of the ref, refugee crisis, like being more helpful, you know, like in that situation yeah. when he was helping getting people off. So I've liked that playing those, the sides of him, And I think it's, it's interesting. And, um, I do want, yeah, I mean, the thing I'm looking forward to is, yeah, it's sort of like figuring out what his, if he's, how fragmented his mind is, you know, and, and sort of trying to play that more, I guess, and remembering to sort of get into that side of it. Um, 
you know, for a while I was thinking of him sort of like, you know, like Memento, the movie where he sort of has stuff written down and he doesn't really know what actually happened or what is real or not, you know, and, and I do like his, his interactions with Zenny and, and how she's kind of helped him, try, you know, getting to yeah. the bottom of stuff like issues and also giving him helpful advice. I, I think that's a really sort of charming interaction that they have. But, like, hey, don't maybe don't say these things all the time. But I think there's there's a partly of like uh, I think some of that with her is that she can't uh, like her brother took off. And so you're kind of like kind of a surrogate, um, like kind of way she can like redeem something or another, but yeah, um, yeah. And I think they just they also have sort of there is a sort of commonality between those mm-hmm. their characters and in, in terms of like yeah, maybe her looking for a brother and him searching for maybe this isn't you know out there or not. Um, th- yeah, that all that's been fun. Like all the reveal of you know Project Nephilim and all, all that yeah, stuff is that, uh, super fun for me to like get you know find out and get these little bits and um, you know he's kind yeah, of like I that's kind of been a it's kind of a fun little side plot too. Yeah, um, totally. And maybe it'll tie into this uh, asteroid with the uh, the weird <laughs> coffin of dead people. No, I mean, oh, well, that's the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the, the story at the beginning of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm always teasing. We're teasing about that because it's like, yeah, when I read it, when you told me to read it, I was like, yeah, what? I want to know more, way more about that. Like, what is what is the yeah. story behind that? I asked. I actually asked the Corys about that, and they were yeah. like, they were like, it's just a weird stuff. To, like, it could be whatever you want it to be. It's meant for right, RPG stuff, and I was like, you guys suck. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, damn it, dude. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Rich guys, uh, death cult, you know. But uh, yeah, so I've, li- I've liked that part of Waxer. And then also just him fitting, you know, kind of fitting in with the crew. And uh, and also, it was, I mean, it was super fun too back on Ganymede um, with the uh, union and, and Carol's and her character and, and that interaction. So. Yeah, it's been cool. He's he's been a fun one to explore. D- definitely different, and um, also f- that one time. I mean, just battling and using some of his skills was pretty entertaining for me. So that was fun punching. Yeah, things. Yeah, you gotta like we gotta do one of those. We gotta because like that's kind of been one of the trips with Waxar too. Was that we like um, uh, built up that like you know he's like a badass, and then we like never uh, actually like. Uh, gotta see a fight <laughs> and so, like, until, until that moment and that was until cool that moment, yeah and yeah then, yeah and then uh because that was the one with uh goldie yeah and then uh we got to see him fight in the one with uh jorge uh-huh. on on back the, the return to ganymede um you know, oh, he, yeah, that... yeah that was funny yeah, he actually got he actually got fucking hurt, yeah. hurt, hurt, <laughs> yeah, hurt fairly bad in that one um let me ask you something too about that because that's actually yeah. like so okay so uh those of you know like like uh michael and i are a little bit older so we we've been playing rpgs for you know a very long time 30 like 30 plus years at least right yeah probably yeah on and off yeah for so, sure um one thing i i remember back when i was a kid and i was looking at uh especially the star wars role-playing game uh western game star wars role-playing game was one thing I really didn't like about it uh, these like licensed games was like involving the whole like um uh like like the iconic characters like the movie characters and oh, whatever right. it is right and so 
that was a big thing with the expanse was like i didn't want to like lean on any of those characters too hard um but off the bat like the adventure in the core book like it brings in uh fred johnson uh dawes gets brought up in uh one in uh zeus bounty um and i was kind of like all right well i can start bringing some of these people yeah i i mean i th- i think those two sorry to, but i think those two yeah. are side characters that are are great because the way, especially the way you play you know you brought them in and they make sense to it versus like yeah versus i mean you know i think it is good not to have like holden and like have this crew right. i like i like hearing about him because then we kind well, of yeah, everyone hears about that thing he's a celebrity yeah, like you, you right. can't like, like once the whole donger thing happened i mean his face is spray painted up on walls and shit right and he he's recognizable and that's kind of one of his issues uh but i don't want you guys to be hanging out with holden or something like right. that yeah, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think it's a nice touch because I like the yeah. It's like getting the second hand of it, and we get to react to that, knowing knowing about it if you read the books or just seen the show. You know, you could be like, yeah, what's up with that guy? You, it's fun to play off that without actually having to like right. meet him in the game. Who we also had, uh, I don't remember. Prax, 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 Prax. Prax came yeah. out, but Prax was kind of like, but most of the guys have been like, I don't say quest. I hate calling them quest givers, but like, they yeah, have, they have like. Uh, interest and stuff like that, and that's kind of what happens. The Prax after Caliban's war, he gets pushed in charge of like the Ganymede recovery. Yep. So he would be a part of that, but mm-hmm. I also think like he wouldn't be like the end all be all of it because he's, um, I mean, you know, he's a botanist. He's not a yeah bureaucrat. He's not a military guy. Yeah, definitely um, not. <laughs> you think he knows how to like you know he doesn't know how to like do logistics and shipping and. No, no. His cha- I mean, his chapter in Babylon's Ashes are really funny to me. I mean, I like him, but you know, it just shows you how different he is of a character than the rest of them. You know, reacting in those situations. Yeah, like exactly. So, like, um... okay. yeah, but you you worked him in in a cool way too, where we, like Waxer had seen his video. I like, you know, that was a cool tie-in. Where and then we, if we meet him later on, it sort of bridged it you know in a, in right. a, sort of, a very organic well, yeah way. He, he saw his video and it touched with you or whatever it was and then yeah. you actually got to meet him in person briefly yeah. um and you guys did see bobby draper like you saw like the ganymede incident happen so like on the surface but you didn't talk to bobby and yeah. then i think the only person like shadid we had captain shadid uh in uh maria's bonus episode okay um no yeah i don't think you guys met her but she's been brought up before uh because she would have been um uh, when Jack Rabbit was dating the cop, she would have been her oh, yeah. uh, her boss. Another gr- another great episode. That was such a good one. So yeah, so I've been really trying not to like pull in his characters too much, um, mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, but I agree. In like RPG games, it's you know if, if there's a connected to like a franchise or or licensing, I do. I like it where you don't actually meet the character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you interact with whatever. Well, all my, the main folks in the books and stuff. It's it's cool to build off the side. Yeah, and then one of my trips with that too is that like these these characters are like their their stories have been told in the books and we're not telling the stories, but by all means they do like you know interact or you know come parallel or or something like that. So uh, I think they should have like some sort of presence, but it's not like. Uh, you know, like the whole, uh, it's not a big thing, you know? 
So yeah, like we're always hanging out with you know, like ride ride along with them or you know, going to them constantly. Yeah, no, yeah. I think the way you have it set up is really. Um, I like. I mean, I, dude, when you play Dawes and when you play Fred Johnson, probably my fa- some of my favorite okay. moments. So yeah. Yeah, they're they're just kind of I like them both. They're easy to play because they're both real. Like they're both like just real as shit with you about stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Dawes is like like look, I Dawes to me is more like I don't need to convince you because you actually already convinced yourself. I'm just trying to clarify your thoughts for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then Johnson's more like I don't think you guys really know what the fuck is going on. Right. Like I think <laughs> I think you I think your children. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's totally like that in the book a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's like kind of paternal that yeah. character, but um, and he'll he'll dole some tough love here and there, but uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty neat. Um, let's see here, can we talk about the evolution of McMichaels and how this? Oh, McMichaels? Started? No, it's not about McMichaels. <laughs> McMichaels I, is some, I mean, he was some throwaway NPC I came up with. Like, I know, I, and you guys were like, "No, we will love him forever." <laughs> But tell me about McMichael. Like, I, I, don't, oh, man. I, don't, I don't get the attraction. But... I think, you know, I think what it just started was, I think maybe just the name, because, you know, usually in NPCs, it's like, if you have a good NPC, like, I think you're going somewhere after Ganymede, and I just happened to remember his name because it was just an easy one for me to, like, Oh yeah, there was a dude, McMichaels, that we interacted with that I kind of had that moment mm. with, and he lost a leg, and so I was like, oh yeah, make sure he's alive, I want to make sure this dude's alive, and mm. And I just think that that sort of evolved him. And then he sort of was sort of the butt of our jokes for a little bit. And then he slowly became the like my one of my favorite uh, characters well, his, when his, we play. It's like, what, yeah, what's your thoughts? Michael trip, or ch- chime in. His trip is that, uh, you know, he, he lost his leg at, at Ganymede and he's been through some shit. And yeah. he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody really. And he just kind of throws out like he's opens his mouth constantly about shit. Like he's just like, I'm yeah. gonna tell you what's really going on or how it's really going down, or whatever. He doesn't necessarily mean to like stir up shit, but he's just like, I- I'm tired of like pussyfooting around the fucking topic. Like, why yeah, don't you guys I- just tell me? Like, I'll tell you what the hell's going on. Um, and I-, I think he has the most distrust that's you know for for the other inners, and then it's sort of you know gradually, which is good too because there's that side of the belters that. Mm-hmm are around so yeah he's always kind of good at saying like like what do you know and this and that and uh and uh, yeah he's just evolved into a, probably one of my favorite npcs in a lot of my role-playing games that i've played i don't know why he's just fun it's just like funny man he's just like i said I, 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 like, I could like see him in my head talking. he's just like uh like he's a trifler he's a line stepper <laughs> yeah, you know, habitual line stepper type thing. So he has kind of his attitude. He just kind of like always pushes the pushes the I mean, he's, a little bit. He's a habitual something too, but yeah, yeah. And his his like casual like pot use, yeah, uh, was kind of something he worked into. But like that was like the, I think I can't remember who it was in the book, but someone was like, "Yo, Dawes like legalized marijuana on the station." <laughs> They're like, "All right, you know." Uh, but then like you know that's gonna be another trick too. Is like the. Uh, for those that have read Abaddon's Gate, like the drug use on the on the behemoth is like a big thing for Ball. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah the guys, oh my the god, guys, the I guys, totally sh- forgot about that. Right, that, he's seeing all the accident reports come in, and there's no one like at fault on any of them. And he's like, "Yo, people are using drugs down here." And that's right. I t- yeah, he yeah, kills, that's- he, he kills the the dealer supplier. Yeah, that- 
And yep. Ashford's all like, why'd you do that? You know, all this shit. He was like, look, are we like, are, you know, are, am I a cop or am I like the security officer for a military operation? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge, bu- I mean, it was like a big deal. You know, yeah, and that, that, the thing about that shit is like, that shit, that's kind of how it goes down. Like you get like drummed out, like if you're doing stuff like that, yeah. like, if you're dealing on the base or out on a ship, like, you're putting everyone at risk, you know? I almost feel like prior to that, I don't remember a whole lot of spacing. I mean, just from the sh- – in the show, you see you see people get spaced almost more, I think. But in the books, it wasn't – I think it wasn't until that moment that I – like, actually, that was like a scene, you know, where he just, yeah, spaces that dude out. Well, you have the – you, you have, like, the off – like, it might have happened on the uh, – in it might have happened, like, in the book logs, but, like, with, like, Fred Johnson spaces the OPA guy – Oh yeah, because uh, the guy is like, "Yo, we just take the station." Johnson's right. like, "What? <laughs> like, okay, you're not gonna walk out of here today, buddy. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know, that you don't get to come here and casually say that." I'm talking about like a genocide against Belters, and like I'm trying to, you know, you need to take it seriously. And so he does it, and everyone's like, "Ah, let's do it." Mm-hmm. You know, and he kind of rallies them up by killing this guy. Um, so yeah, you get a lot of spacing in the book, like like the Praxy in the in the show or in the in the show, you get a lot. Of, in the show, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. They space all the non-belters and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some, yeah, but yeah. So that's kind of a uh, kind of interesting trip of it too. But yeah, I mean, Michael's just—he's a fun character to play. He's easy to pick up, and uh, I, I kind of use him as like a voice piece for like my like or like the comedy I have in my game, which is kind of like you know, let me tell you about the real shit's going down and like how yeah. you guys probably care. Yeah, he's kind of no, he's totally. kind of seen it all out. Um, and no, like, I, I I like his realness in that in that sense, and uh, you I, know it, it provides some lightness to the game, which is fun. The like one it. element I haven't uh, developed, and I, I I started doing it, and I I forgot, or we didn't have the time to do it. It was uh, when 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 Mario was creating Zenny, we had that character Drax that is on the part of the oh crew, yeah, and he, his whole thing is he kind of had this like puppy love kind of thing for her, right, and so. Him following her was kind of a way to make sure she was safe, but like they went on the date. But, like I don't know what happened on it or not. So I I, I have to talk to mm-hmm. her about which. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of, yeah, that was fun. I remember, yeah, he I gave Waxer gave yeah. him a pep talk. Well, because um, he yeah, yeah, because he's just like worried about shit, and he's out here now, and he's like, well, I guess I'm out here in this thing, but he's mostly in it for like the wrong reasons, which is Benny, and then Benny it seemed like sh- you know got on the ship to find her brother. Um, and that's the thing here in the next in Moloch's Gambit is like we actually like her brother's been found. Um, oh shit! Well, he like yeah yeah. So that was one thing we're we're dealing with the OPA oh, Navy cool. was that like like okay right. so so everyone's like Ganymede like falls and all these guys are, like we gotta go do something we gotta do something they either like go and grab a ship and run off like an idiot like headlong at a freaking like you know Martian cruiser and just die, or uh, they get more organized and. Like, some of them go off with the Naro, some of them go with whoever's trying to make a difference. Well, the OPA Navy was like, these guys want to make a difference. Let's give them, like, something. But they can't be just, like, taking a fight to the, the, the innards. Like, we'll, right. we'll, we'll lose. So, like, why don't we try to go legitimate with it and actually have a seat? Because the whole premise is to have a seat at the table. And, um, you know, a friend hasn't told them he has the protomolecule, but they know he has the protomolecule. That's, that's his big blue chip. He can play whenever, no pun intended. But, like... Um, yeah, yeah, that's where it kind of gets a uh, OPA uh, policing belters kind of right. thing. Like it gives them legitimacy. Yeah, yeah like we're actually trying to police. We're not just letting people run around like like, like these pirates and everything like that too. So 
I think that's kind of an interesting element. But basically, yeah, her brother, like, popped back up with the OK Navy. And so he's, he's like, he's going to be like, you know, ripping off ships isn't like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's like this legitimate thing. So I can try to do the right thing. Uh, there'll be some kind of like him having worked with the Naros faction. There'll be some like backlash on that, but like that'll pop up. But um, uh, as far as, as, as uh, she's probably been public about this with you guys, is like he's actually uh, her brother's serving on the behemoth. Oh shit! He's on. Yeah, he's on the. He's on the big. Well, you have to think of how big the crew is. I mean, it's like two. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I think that, I think that ship takes like. Um, uh, the Rathanati takes like I think like three or four people to operate minimum. Where like this thing takes like five hundred. Right. Um, oh yeah. Right. right. It's like just minimum so big. crew. Yeah, it's yeah, just so damn like, big. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's got to like. Uh, they got crewed up with that. Um, and the OP doesn't want to waste talent. So this guy, you know, he comes back and he's like, yeah, I fucked up. Or they may not even know he was a Naros faction. That's the other thing, too. They may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I can see a lot of Naros faction people, like, bailing on it. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it just makes, yeah, it just makes me think about, like, the characters and where, where our stories kind of will go or where we, you know, where the yeah. arc is going to go. Yeah, and it's... Uh, that was going to be a cool one to see played out. And it makes me think like, Oh yeah. It always reminds me of like, yeah. Waxer, like, where is he going to go? What am I, you know, what would his next thing be? Yeah. So it's, it's a good, it's a good little food for thought. No, I, you know, and I, I feel like, uh, so I've been, uh, Emily Freed talks about actual plays and so, a lot of the kind of issues mm-hmm. with it. And, um, you know, one, one of the big issues with, running the game purely online versus my home games is like, I don't, yeah. we do talk, we have like a discord, we talk and everything like that too, but like, we don't really get a talk um, about like the game situation and circumstances of where it's going too much. This is a good kind of platform. So I might end up doing this more yeah. often, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it... I might release this as like the podcast for the week or something called the, I, so yeah, we're, we're I think we're going to oh, yeah. call it the precipice. Uh, we had we had we had a, we had another name pitch was called precipicing, but that didn't sound too right. <laughs> no, uh, I, don't think, yeah. <laughs> I get confused with other things. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole <laughs> yeah. that's a whole different interest. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It does involve recycling, but yeah, in a different way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, that would be cool. And that's something cool that I mean, you could always sort of like get folks involved in too. Like, where do you where do you want where do you see the arc too, or where yeah. would you like to see it? Um, would be fun because well, I think that's so, a, yeah yeah that's kind of a thing is like I'm I'm hoping to know like what people want to do and everything. Uh, so sometimes I mean I'll be honest. Sometimes as I'm playing and you know even in regular other RPG games I don't nor- normally think of the entire arc of a character like the character I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I usually you know start out with a seed of an idea and a backstory and then as we play and I know it's like it's more for the DM. Yeah, more backstory allows them to build. And then I sort of feel like, as we're playing, like, oh, that's cool. You know, I get, I get, I get bounce off ideas off when, yeah. when the game's and, playing. And I think yeah. that's a, that's the thing is I try to do, I don't really think of like what arc you want. I think more of like, give me a wish right. list. Like, what, yeah. what do you yeah. want? What do you want for Christmas? You know, like, we can like, you made it, you're not gonna get it all because we can't, right. but I can check yeah. off a few things like, you know, whatever. I'm like the kid who goes, I don't know, I want <laughs> that, this, but no, it's it's a good point, and and like yeah, when yeah. you do send us those questionnaires, they're super helpful. Yeah, like, I do questionnaires to everyone too. Yeah. Um, so really, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I want to hear from the who's in the audience tonight. If you're in the audience, like throw a chat real quick. 
but because uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna talk about like what we're doing in August. Uh, I haven't told the Patreons this, and I'm pretty psyched for it. Um, but I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'm pretty psyched for this actually. Uh, I am. There it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, but if you're in the chat tonight, just go ahead and drop us a line here real quick, and let us know you're out there. But we, um, so like one thing with this with Apex Precipice is. Uh, like, what do I want to do with it? And and I I know one thing I've gotten kind of like I don't like I've gotten known for I guess, uh, or the streams I've known for is bringing on a lot of guests. I've got a pretty consistent stream of guest players, but the expanse is conducive towards that too. I mean, you're you're on a station, people come and go, mm-hmm. and, and it's just kind of the thing how it happens. Um, and and uh, one thing I I I did uh like on that format of guests was. In a few of the, um, when I was watching Critical Role, which I I, I just can't deal with four hour episodes. I I watched a lot of uh, the season two of it, watched up to like probably like, like fifteen episodes in or something like that. Um, but uh, they would do like extended guests, and we did that once with uh, Josh Simons. Um, mm-hmm. and oh, that yeah, that was kind Doc. of a, yeah 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 Doctor Valentine. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and we've had returning guests before too, but uh, I wanna uh. Uh, I wanted to for August or for this section do a uh, bigger arc with a player or with a guest player. Um, so instead of nice. kind of coming in and and, and uh, touching on it and bouncing out like they're out. And so, um, in addition, one of the things with this show was one of the, the blue skies initially was like, can we get like people from the show or the books, whatever, involved like onto the show and come play with us? And we did that the first time in December with Patty Kim. Uh, who was simply put one of the nicest people oh. uh, whose belter made ours look bad. Oh, she uh, was so awesome. And I was so terrified playing against her. Like, well, that, <laughs> yeah. well I mean, like, <laughs> and that was kind of the thing was, uh, you know, Patty was like really like, um, I didn't ever play a role playing game before. And, but once, once she kind of saw it, like, and I explained it to her, he was like, oh, okay, this is pretty straightforward. And, uh, you know, she was really uh, grateful for the, uh, kind of training her on it real quick and just being adaptive. And I, I think that's one of my, my stronger suits as a game master is getting people to jump in without having to worry about a bunch of crap. Yeah. Yeah. You're super good at that. Yeah. And so, um, that was a big thing. And then, uh, I have reached out to a few other people from the show, uh, and, and not just actors. I have reached out. To, I mean, I, I, I have reached out to a few writers and I've reached out to, um, uh, special effects people, uh, and, other stuff like that too, but uh, oddly enough, uh, the the second person we brought in was Jacob Bundle, yeah. who played Dingo, and uh, Jacob is a is a big geek. Uh, Jacob has, has been playing Pathfinder uh, and Starfinder and a few other things, and it's uh, awesome. Jacob was a, was a cool one because like Eric's a really cool character in the show. Yeah. Um, and in the book. And Amazing. in the book, yeah. I, I felt yeah. that, like that was one thing about like uh, Patty Kim and, 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 and Carol Chewiwi was like, I felt like Carol Chewiwi in the book was more more present. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in the show, like, 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 like Patty's in a bunch of scenes, but I felt like they didn't really like give Patty the, the place to like demonstrate being that leader enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, where in the book you see like pa- like like Carol's like up at like meetings with these people and, and constantly spearheading it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I really like that. But uh, yeah, we, um, uh, but Patty was fantastic. And it's funny because my wife recognized her from another show she was on. Uh, she was on The Killing. Oh, yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. Oh, I know her. Uh, <laughs> but Jacob does like a lot of uh, Shakespearean stuff too. And, uh, but he's a geek and, 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 and he jumped right in. And um, Oh, yeah, he was making, making yeah, Dingo yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, and so uh, Dingo was kind of made. He wanted to was like he wanted to be an earther. And then he also wanted to um, like have like a position in like these, these kind of inners that come out and like get positions and have big jobs. And so the whole him working for Tyco corporation and being the, the vice CSO, the vice chief security officer was pretty cool. So if you haven't caught on in the books, bull's job be, when, when he's working for Fred before the OPA Navy is he is the uh, CSO. He's the chief security officer of Tyco station. So he's, he works. So this, that means that Dingo Dingo's boss is Bull, direct, oh. directly. And so the premise was that like Bull and Drummer and, and Jonathan and that game we played with, with Jacob was that they went off station to go retrieve the, the uh, Naboo because uh, that was a huge operation. That wasn't like, um, that wasn't a small, a small task. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of a cool thing to do. Well, then uh, I've reached out to a few other people from the show and uh, I've had people get back to me by all means. He got back to me. And a lot of people was like, I don't talk, I, you know, I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm not doing something or yeah. that, that the Wednesdays are bad for me. I, okay, you know, whatever's cool. And I, I I'll say this, but everyone I've talked to about it has been cool as shit. They've been That's so rad. nice. Or they're kind of like, I, I think like, like most of the time they're like, I'll get back to you. And then like a, like a week later, they'll be like, yeah, I can't do it. Right, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super cool. And I, and I pitched to them uh, two ways. I said, we can pay you or we can do a charity game. Uh, and when both Patty and Jacob were like charity game and Patty was super cool with the charity game. And we actually, that was our most successful charity one. Yeah. Uh, that was huge. Uh, and, um, but Jacob wanted to do charity one too. And that went pretty well. That wasn't too bad. Uh, but our episode with Jacob was, uh, I'd probably say one of the stronger episodes of the the show period. Um, yeah, because because of him, well, <laughs> he was great. Didn't he it? was great, and he had a lot of fun parts. And he kind of like, uh, you know, really really vibe. And, and his background too. He does. He's a stand comedian. He's a Shakespearean actor, so he's good at improv. Um, and you know, that was a the other thing I liked about Jacob a lot too was that like he um, why why not just because he plays Eric, which is a great character, but they also were really they casted for uh Eric's disability. They casted someone with like representative. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't do John Wayne as Genghis Khan type thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but they got someone they didn't, you know, they they cause they could have gotten someone CGI'd out, whatever, you know, hand or whatever. They could have done some prosthetics or crap, whatever it is. But they went they went for it. And uh he knocked it out as Eric. And um so I've, I've kept in touch with Jacob and uh, you know, he's been super fun to chat with and everything like that too. But uh, that's our announcement for August. Nice. Uh, all four dates of our episodes which are August 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st. We will have Jacob Mundell playing Dingo for the entire month of August. Oh, no way. I thought you knew. I put, I put that in the, I put that in the, the Discord. Oh, I th well, I just thought he was coming back. I, did, I probably oh. just uh, skimmed it. I didn't see, I didn't see that he's like the whole month. Damn. 
<laughs> I know, sorry. Wow. I, sometimes I just yeah, like see I, it. Because like, I dropped that, and Donna and Maria were freaking out because Donna really likes uh, Jacob. Yeah. And um, Maria. I mean, I was just, I was super excited he was coming back. That's oh, what yeah. I thought. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, he was great. Like, he was so, no. his character is amazing, too. Yeah. So we, so we wanted to have, and it also yeah. made, his character also was like, of a, a Thunder Attorney makes a lot of sense to be there. If you guys are going to the ring, yeah. Like, uh, you know, Fred kind of puts Bull onto the Naboo or the Behemoth. Kind of, you know, he's really supposed to be the XO and he's going to keep an eye on stuff for, for Fred. Because Fred doesn't yeah. like to. Fred doesn't like to not know stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. But he would kind of plant. I, I can see Fred planting people here and there. And mm -hmm. so he knows that like Dingo works well with the crew. And so he would put Dingo on to, to kind of. I mean, honestly, though, who doesn't work well with the, our crew? I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're all so friendly. The well, crew. I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are friendly or trusting. Yeah, yeah, we're trusting. Um, oh, yeah, what was his, uh, his uh, like, genius? What was the AI again, the name of um, who he got to ask all the questions? What was the AI? Uh, Tedwin. Ted, he was a real Tedwin, person. sorry, right. Ted, yeah. Yeah, Tedwin sorry, was, I just thought of him as an AI. No, no, Tedwin was his, was his uh, assistant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tedwin was there with you guys initially when you were in the offices, but then Tedwin right, wasn't really right. on the field. He was more of, like, the man of the share. I love that uh, he would always be like Tedwin. Uh, yeah. Well, so that's a that's kind of a, a a tactic I have for my guest players. So let's be clear. Look, okay, Jacob Mundell's an actor, and he was an actor on The Expanse. He doesn't know everything about The Expanse. He doesn't know yeah. all the limits. He doesn't know anything about Tycho Station. Uh, he came in and played Eric. Uh, from my understanding, when we talked to him, he had he read uh, Nemesis Games. He read uh, on the short story, and he read The Churn, the short story. So he read all the stuff that Eric was involved with. Yeah, and okay. so he did his research on his character he needed to play makes sense and he kind of watched the show uh he watched like the first three seasons of the show and then um uh but he doesn't know everything and i didn't expect him to know everything and so i was like all right well i'm gonna your character is like this like i mean you're you know if i see so you're an executive for this like huge corporation tyco corporation um uh, you would have an assistant Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like what a good assistant does is they know stuff and they know who kind of like how to like get stuff done yeah and you, can, you can ask them for things you're the one making the decisions but they're the ones that'll kind of like give you the lifeline or whatever it is. yeah can we do this or do we have anyone here i mean that's actually a really good that's a good uh gm yeah that's a nice little way to do that yeah that way he's yeah. not like sitting there asking like do i know this he just go and hey tedwin yeah. uh you know let me check on this um do we have anything like this or who guys um, shit, shit, I need a Ted win. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, well, and, and that's kind of like one of the things, too, about like having a crew. So, I mean, the crew is obviously the four of you, but there's a total of, I think, uh, there's a total of nine of you on the ship. Mm -hmm. And so um, the the other five or whatever it is, I think it's five or six, I can't remember how many it is. I don't know if the crew manifests, but like uh, they, you know, they can kind of fill in those gaps for you. you don't right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I feel like McMichaels has kind of been that, too. Yeah, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a stone Tedwin. So, <laughs> nah, he's not, he's not as well compensated. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we're so we're gonna have Jacob Mundell back all of August uh, 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st. Uh, we're gonna do four games with them, um, and uh, I'm very excited about that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, he's really looking forward to it, and I think uh, I'm looking forward to. to Oh, have him back and, and he was a fan favorite uh i got a lot of good clips of that one uh maria was just like ecstatic to play with him yeah. um 
Yeah, they had a really good. They had a good scene, and yeah, you know, or when they were bouncing off each other, it was super. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Jacob has been very generous to us uh, in terms of doing that, and also uh, it has been a real sweetheart person. And I also, like I said, everyone I've talked to has been sweetheart. Patty was absolute sweetheart. I I try to like. Um, she was cool. Uh, so. Thank uh, whenever the episode comes up, I thank her about it and and everything that too, and. Uh, I usually like to reach out to Patty and like uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, hope you're doing well, and you know, let me know if you're, if you're working on anything, Patty. We want to see it, whatever it is. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I have my, I have my blue sky, um, like you know, kind of list thing for like who I'd want to have on. Yeah, uh, I, I can tell you, uh, um. Oh yeah. Let's if if I I'll tell you, I'll tell you someone I want to play with is uh Gene Yoon. So uh Teresa Yao. Oh yeah. Like okay. Teresa dude, Teresa Yao is like one of my favorite Oh like, yeah, yeah. Favorite, like favorite captains ever depicted on screen. You know, like that shit's like like, you know, she comes out like, yeah, great to get your ass whoops. And then it's all like, yo, I didn't think we could lose. <laughs> You're like, shit, yeah, dude. Like you got asses with these chumps. Out of nowhere, you know, your unkillable starship just got blasted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would be a fun one. But I, I, I uh, that one's kind of a harsh uh, way out, uh, way out one. But I, I really like. Gosh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and uh, there's other. But the thing is, even beyond the expanse, like there's people playing the t- tabletop role playing game space. I want to play with. Um, yeah, and I've been reaching out to people here and there, and we got like um, the returning cast. I can. Uh, at least I can I can reveal to you guys like what uh, like Josh Simons is coming back as the Valentine. Um, I have the other people I've, I've had confirmed. I can't tell everyone, but like I had was uh, Brianna Flame. Oh uh, yeah, played the, the consultant. The per- yeah the ID the the Brandy consultant will be back. And yeah. then we did we did actually uh, talk to Andrew Strother who played uh, the demolitions guy who I you know, totally forgot. I totally forgot offhand. But uh, oh, right. uh, he, he ended up having a time conflict uh, at the last minute with that. Um, but uh, I think we the other one I think coming is um, uh, legal kimchi. Oh, nice! The, awesome. the father, yeah. So we're gonna we're yeah, because because he he mysteriously disappeared after that auction. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> if, if that if that adventure had gone on more, it got very interesting. Actually, the, why he disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and so we actually have a lot more to talk about that, but uh, yeah. And then I have a I have a person who's going to be the uh, governor or whatever it is, and kind of the premise is like everybody has their own division they kind of oversee, but they're like the specialist. Um, and then they're going to have this whole kind of like issue with the uh, trying to manage the colony and everything too. So I, I'm looking forward to that one, but that'll be fun yeah. in September. And then I yeah. I for the October horror game I have one person. Because uh, they were a um, yeah. What's your setup for that in terms of the players this time? I don't know. Well, I only have one person like on it, but I, I and I don't want to announce that one yet because that was still yeah. really pre- preliminary. But I have someone that was uh, I was waiting to hear back from one person about being on the September game, and um, the uh, they got back to me, but I had someone else that was I told someone else I was like, hey, like I'm casting this right now. Would you be interested? But I'm just letting you know, like, uh, I, you know, if I can't make this, it's like I'm waiting to hear back from someone, but if I can't, if you can't make it, I have another one up coming up. I'd like to have you on one of these two. And they were totally cool about it. 
Um, nice. And I understood where I was coming from. And so I'm actually going to send out the email to everybody about the September game, October game, still casting. The October game, I, I've kind of debated the horror game. If I want to either have um, all, all like guest people or if I want yeah. to bring in some of you, some of you from the, the main I was going to say, let me know, because last time I missed the last horror one. And, well, um, yeah, because I just had I just had Scott. Donna Donna was supposed to be on it, but Donna couldn't make it. Oh, that's right. OK. Um, I think and then uh, like Donna had some come up last minute. And then but it was Donna and Sam. Sam played oh, Sam played Jackrabbit's like friend. And then Scott played like a scientist. Uh, and then we had. Um, uh, Troy from Green Ronin uh, was, yeah. was another one that came in. And then we had uh, M. Uh, Emily, uh, which was super fun. That was actually yeah. I, I, I will get to that. The, the horror that that's actually our most watched episode. I mean, I can see it. Yeah, I see why. I mean, well, that's one shot. Just, and yeah, die, you know, one uh, shot's fun. Dying is fun. That's, that's fun, yeah. pretty. That's pretty much why. Um, and so I was, I was kind of looking to do another arrows, but I, I was game to do it. But like, I think uh, everyone was off for horror. They want like the beyond, yeah. beyond the ring, and plus like horror from Beyond the Ring sounds interesting. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah, dude. So I'm gonna kind of like mess with that, and uh, that'll be a fun one to, to do. I, I, I'm sure it's gonna be. You're gonna have super fun. But yeah, if you want, if you want to be in on that one, I'll, I'll get you in on that one. I'll, I got five spots, so I'll put you in on that yeah. one. Yeah, or, or uh, standby. You know, I mean, no, no, if I you put decide, you that one. yeah, if you decide to go, uh, like, you know, uh, all folks, no, I, I'll, I'll probably ask you and Donna because uh, Donna missed out last time, and then you've been your day one person, and then. Uh, and I'm good at dying. My characters died before, so yeah, yeah, no, you're, okay. <laughs> you're, you're open to it. And then, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll talk to Maria about it too, but I'll, I'll see what Donna's up to. Yeah, but I, I don't have a date for that yet, so I'm still figuring that one out. But I think our our September game is gonna be September 17th. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the date we, we end up falling on. Um, nice. That one's gonna be awesome, man. Uh, Master Damage asking about uh, Cthulhu Awakens content you can get from Green Ronin. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So that that's actually one thing that's kind of interesting is um, so for those who don't know, John here holds a master's in literature and philosophy and did his master's thesis on H.P. Lovecraft and the relationship between horror and wonder. So uh, I know way too much about the guy. I, I, I've read his, I've read about, I've read all his letters. Like I've read all his selected letters. I, not just his books. I've read his letters. Like his actual like writing to people and his philosophy and stuff like that too. And so. Uh, the kind of cosmic horror element um, is interesting to bring up the Cthulhu Awakens stuff. What I, what I think is um, when the one thing that appeals to me about the Expanse is that the Expanse is cosmic horror. Um, it starts off the first scene in the book and in the show is cosmic horror. You know, with Julie Mao and the the reactor and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, so totally. It, it's a very Lovecraftian horror piece. Um, and so you can kind of bring that from uh, you can you can bring in more of that from the outside thing. But one thing is that like canonically the the proto molecules like the only proto molecule out there is Fred Johnson's, um, and I think part of the horror is uh, with the expanse that kind of comes up later on is one scene Earth get fucking smashed shit. I mean like it get I mean they get fucking trashed mm -hmm. like to an oh, unimaginable yeah. degree, and then the kind of like it, it turns a lot into survival horror. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. Illus, like almost like um, I think Illus because it turns into like like environmental horror. Yeah, you know? yeah, that one, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, that definitely. And, that one. 
Yep. And so I, I think that there's a lot of different types I can draw on for that. I, I have some ideas. Uh, I've actually generated a few during this session here. I don't want to say anything, but like yeah. I got one that's fucking dope. And I think if I play it out, it could be pretty good. Um, but I have a lot of different elements on horror too. It might. Um, yeah, the first one you're making me think that it's kind of a body horror in the first. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, totally. That was, that was how the um, when we did uh, the one shot. Yeah. You know, the first character to die was Troy. Troy died first, but he he died because he got shot up by the proto the protogen guys. Um, he was Darn. like he was like, hey, come help me, and they were like, boom. You're, you're, <laughs> no. you're too close to an airlock die they killed him yeah. and and then scott's character kind of hid around while uh sam and emily's character they got on a ship and like hit out nice. and then scott ended up like uh succumbing to the the, the protomolecule stuff and then uh but everyone got exposed was happening everyone everyone ended up getting exposed somehow and so um yeah because they all got injected Oh, they did. Yeah, oh. they end up they end up like volunteering for the ejections, <laughs> and like I don't think that, like like none of them. I don't think I I think that like uh, I can't remember who it was, but like like one or two of the players. I think it was Troy actually didn't know that's how they spread the protomolecule on arrows. Was they were injecting with them? They're telling us like iodine. Remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, so they all got injected and got exposed. I mean, now that you say it, I'm like, all right, yeah. And so they all got kind of like uh, exposed and everything. Oh, and then the the back end of it was that they got onto a ship, but like all the docking clamps were locked in. And I was, you know, they were like thinking about trying to like uh, get it out, and they, they tried a little bit, but the issue was like it's all locked down. And I was like, yeah, you can like throw like, water and just like rip the clamps. And I'm like, well, yeah. one that they did that in. In the expanse, when they do that, like they have like the um, tanks on the side of the ship that's a rip off, or whatever it is. But uh, in this, like, they'll rip the ship apart. And so they're on the ship, and the, the reason why they succumbed to it so bad was that they were near a reactor. Oh, yeah. And right. So, yeah, it's fe and feeding then, off that. Yeah. And so, slowly, what happened with Emily's character, they got kind of like that paranoia going on. And I think uh, she ended up killing, uh, or no, uh, Sam's character ended up killing, what it was? Oh, I think she killed her in her sleep. Like, her character succumbed, succumbed faster. So, and so what's up with Sam's character? No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> she killed my, yeah, she killed uh, and then, Onyx as well. Uh, and then, like, they ended up just kind of, like, uh, being more and more attracted to the reactor, to spend all days in the reactor until they succumbed completely. Oh um, wow! So like that was kind of the trip on it, um, and it was just some rock hopper ship. They went on some shit ship that didn't have good shielding, so it wasn't like a high end ship. But um, yeah, so like it's kind of that stuff. Uh, so she kind of made it out. I mean, you know, she, well that was the you, point. No one could make it out. There was just the other was going right. to die. That was the you know, we kind of played a modified ten candles for it. Or uh, that's the best best death you could ask for is just right. hanging out at the reactor, right. <laughs> just letting it succumb. That's cool. So though. there was kind of. Uh, but yeah, for horror beyond the ring, it would be like, um, yeah, some sort of cosmic horror element. Sure, um, I can awesome. definitely, I can definitely feel, figure something out with that too. I don't, but like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to like rely on like proto molecule outbreak. Yeah, right. I mean, that's I kinda... mean, yeah. Hey, there's that island with that uh, that tomb and the uh, that death cult we keep talking about. Just okay, that 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 uh yeah, the uh, the sunside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one's weird as shit, man. I, I okay, so, so okay. Weird. all right. So I'll tell you my dream expanse game. 
I'll, I'll go Madrid. Madrid, who I want to play right. with, who I really want to play, I really want to play Jason Carl, like from uh, LA by Night and uh, New York by Night. I, I met Jason, Jason's a super cool dude. And um, I'd love to have him on, and I wanted to do Space Vampire Cult, and I was going to base it on that. Oh, right. Okay. Like Space Vampire Cult. And shit, Dude, yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, um, that'd be, that'd be kind of bonkers to do. Oh yeah. That'd be, dude, that would be a real, yeah, that would be a, a awesome kind of game. I want to see some space vampires. Yeah, we like, already got well, space there's, zombies. There's some, you know? well, there's some, I don't know if it'd be vampires, but there's like, there's like some weird religious stuff going on in the expanse. I mean, like the Mormon stuff is like, they have a religious reason for going out there. Um, we got to see the Baptists on Mars. They got weird shit going on too. Like, um, and there's a few kind of like, um, like Belcher, I don't say cults, but they're more like, um, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, they have like their own belief system, which is like religious in a sense, you know, um, and their own dogma. So I was kind of interested in all that. Um, but the vampire cult would be kind of weird. Super Uh, weird. Yeah. And I was thinking about basing it off of that thing with the, um, I mean, even all the stuff on Illus is kind of weird too. Like just the structures and all the sort of alien intelligence, or what was there. There's so much cool things that. But see, yeah. that, that's why I trip with Illus is Illus is kind of a fluke because the proto molecule wasn't present and turning turning stuff off. Ah. That's why Dewart. That's why like you watch the show like like they need the proto molecules gotcha. so bad from Fred Johnson to turn all the shit on. Right. Um, oh, right. They yeah they need that to right okay activate it. Yeah. So I would as far as vampires goes, I wouldn't actually make them like actual like vampires like supernatural. Yeah um and but i would like make it like um somehow like some sort of like modification that they have this kind of like one widows do it widows peaks they all have widows, yeah, peaks. widows peaks yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but uh you know because like one of the trips too is that uh one thing the rpg has done is it kind of exposed what earth was doing uh i've been bounty deals with this uh like prior to the discovery of the proto molecule, different like like uh, uh, body modification and reengineering of human beings, like post human stuff, they were trying to do before they discovered the proto molecule, and so you could have something like that. Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, I have read some pretty good uh, sci-fi future vampire tech. I recommend. Uh, um, I think Steve Niles has a book called uh, I think it's called Transfusion, and it's robots versus vampires. And it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I might check that. I think it's like three issues. It's pretty short, but you might be able to get a trade of it. Um, but yeah, I, would, I don't know. That could be kind of interesting, like uh, uh, some sort of like um, modification of that. But yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of play with. So I, I, I have some ideas like that and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wanna. Uh, I was looking forward to the the horror game, and I got some ideas for that. But I want to make it distinctly expanse. I really try to like. Stay in yeah. the canon, and 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 one of the reasons I like is it's a challenge. I like the challenge. Yeah. yeah, you need that. Like it's it's nice to, have. yeah, and it makes it different than just any space horror, or random space horror. Yeah, yeah, and gotta, I'm, I'm big on a little the, structure to it. And I'm big on the science. Um, I I like that like everything's kind of grounded somehow and can be explained. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff makes sense. Uh, yeah, so it's all good. All right. It's like seven twenty-two, man. We've been talking for a while. We were only supposed to do half an hour, but hey. I thought I get lo- get going like the old yeah. schlubs, schlubs we are. Yeah. Um, schlubs in space. S- schlubs in space, man. Maybe, maybe that's the name of your <laughs> the uh, off episodes. That would be more schlubs like my. Like, that would be like I don't know. That would be like a reality 
reality series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah. so we're uh, we're back next week with B Zelda. Uh, yep. uh, and August, we have uh, Jacob Mundell, who played Eric on the, the television show, The Expanse, uh, in season four, coming to join us and hang out. Um, or season five, excuse me, season five. Yeah, five. Um, and uh, so we're looking forward to all that. We got a lot of big stuff on the horizon, stuff up through November. I'm sorry, October. Um, I know I'm going to Gen Con. I know Marie's going to Gen Con. Scott's going to Gen Con. Uh, Donna has to go to Gen Con. Um, <laughs> I got to work. You got to work. Yeah, so we're <laughs> gonna, I'm going to be up there, uh, and I'm going to have um, – I'm bringing a bunch of my, my, my business cards, our business cards. Uh, to give out or you know kind of get the word out and talk to people but i'm just going to hang out like i'm not doing it i don't have any like i was literally doing a panel but i'm I'm not doing shit i'm just gonna go there and hang out nice um, man huh. yeah i just i just don't want to like uh i, I just don't want to do shit like i, I don't yeah. want to like <laughs> but i'm also going what's wild august is wild for me in the expanse because i'm going to that at the beginning of august the following weekend is stockton con which is up in stockton california and I'm going to go there. I'm going to that just to meet Francois Shaw, who plays Jules, oh, Jules Pierre Mal. No way, right? Yeah, he's going to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Jules Pierre Mal, the Shredder in the second Interstellar movie, and then Quick Kick. Are you uh, cosplaying Shredder or what? Are you going full Shredder there? I got my, my super Shredder. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. no actually, I, I'm just going to go and show up. I'm just going to go yeah. to Abrax Press shirt. I'm going to try to get a photo, maybe. Uh, but actually, you know what I want him to sign is um, uh, I have the Expanse you know, board game. And there's cards in there with like different, you know, different things from the show. And there's yeah. a Jules Pierre Mal card in there. So I'm probably going to sign the Jules Pierre Mal card. His, his photo I mean, he there. was one of the first things that you got. Yeah, we, we paid for a cameo or yeah. which is on our Discord for him. Uh, of him as Jules Pierre Mal, wish us luck, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. and and weird and weird, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It was no, fun. no, it was super fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It was and awesome. Uh, yeah, so he's been. Uh, but I really want to meet him and hang out. And then two weeks after that. Is Silicon, which is Adam Savage's whole thing, and Adam Savage has been on the Expanse, uh, but uh, both uh, Stephen Strait and Wes Chatham, so Holden and Amos are going to be there. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting photos with them. I usually don't pay for that stuff, but uh, I uh, I wanted to do that one. I'm going to wear the Abrax Presbyterian shirt, and I, my nephew was asking if he could come, and I was like, Yeah, but you got nice. to you got to wear the Abrax Presbyterian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell well, yeah. I, well, I'm only, I'm only going to that because my buddy. I was, I was talking to my, one of my coworkers at, at the library about it, and he was like, oh, he's like, who else they got there? And I, I mentioned their, their big guest is uh, Christopher Lloyd. He was oh, like, yeah. So he wants to get a photo with Christopher Lloyd, so he's going to go, oh, if you're going to go, fuck, I'll go. So we're all going to that. Um, but yeah, Dude, I was like, yeah, yeah it was that's a good so opportunity. Cool. And, uh, I mean, that's like full circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be a nice one. And, and uh, I, you know, just kind of go get some photos with the people and get some, uh, I'll, you know, get some uh Eat them and whatever it is, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you'll be able to be like, hey, you could tell them that you, yeah, you're like, tell them about the show and just, well, I'll, yeah, I'll be like, hey, here's, you know, here's a car, here's a show. I'll be like, hey, we yeah. got, we got Jacob Mundell on this month right now. And they'll be like, oh, because, because like Wes will know Jacob because those two worked a lot together on the show. Nice. Um, and Jacob's done the, sh- done, done, uh, Wes's podcast a few times. So, but, uh, that'll be good. You know, just kind of go, uh, say hi and everything. But I, I'm just going to go kind of into Stockton Cop. I'm just going to literally go there and do the thing. And yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, Silicon, I'm gonna go do that. But like, I haven't been. I went the last time I went to that con was like uh, 2019, and that was just to go meet Morcock. But that's when uh, that's before. Yeah. I think that's before Adam Savage owned it, and it was uh, that's when Steve Wozniak owned it. And what's funny is you go back in time. That was wow. it used to be Big Wow, 
was the name of the convention. And I went the the first time I wait, yeah, the first time I went to that, I actually met uh, Thomas Jane there. <laughs> that was like 2012. Wow. Um, way way that's, back. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he was. That's what he. That's right after a Punisher had come out a few years before. But, I was gonna uh, say, okay, yeah. But he um he used to model for uh Tim Bradstreet who drew the Punisher. Oh shit! And okay. so they, so Tim Bradstreet had a booth there, and then Thomas Jane was hanging out with him. Uh, and, and we just, I mean, literally, we just hung out with the guy. Like he, there was such a yeah. slow con, but it was so much fun. Yeah. That, Do you have a photo of that? Because then uh, you could just piece together slowly. Pick my own. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the only photo of him and I together is like we're both in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was my my friend was getting a picture of Tim Bradstreet, and then I'm in the, I'm behind him. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I have a photo of him with my um my nephew. Uh, and it, it's kind of fun, but yeah, I, I'll, I'm gonna go and um, that's right. Let's go do those, and Gen Con's gonna go hang out. And I haven't, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm just looking forward to like taking it easy, not uh, trying to do too much. But it's, it's actually funny because like I'm all, I'm all worried about going to Gen Con and being out of town for a few days because uh, like I really don't want to drink shit coffee for that many days. Yeah, bring your own, so, dude. Bring well, no, a grinder. So, well, no, so I, 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 uh, I, you know, I'm not driving to Indianapolis. I'm flying out, and you're yeah. doing so much. So I actually, I actually, I actually shipped coffee to Maria. Nice. She's driving. Hey man, that's that's what we old people do. We bring our own coffee and shit. You know, know what I mean? Well, like, because like you can usually get you can usually go to like at a hotel and ask for a coffee maker and they'll give you a little coffee maker thing. And so I'm fine with that, but like I don't want to drink like that. I the last time I went to a hotel, I actually got like their coffee. It was horrible, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, tastes I, like toilet tastes like toilet paper. Yeah, like I might I might as well like grind up toilet paper in a freaking mortar pistol and just put it in the filter. <laughs> and there's like no yeah. caffeine content. So I told I told Maria, I was like, you're going to be there all four days. She's like, yeah. well, like, I'm going to ship you coffee. You get to keep one of the bags. The other bag's mine. Nice. And, and just bring it with you. She's like, okay, cool. I was like, all right, thanks. That's it. So I'm not trying to like yeah. mess that. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So just give me, give me one. Uh, I've been talking to with Michael. Give me one last thing. Oh, by the way, hey, dude, plug Skate Wizards, man. Plug Skate Wizards. Oh, all right, folks. You want me? I'm going to plug in Skate Wizards. Let me grab a copy. All right. All right. So, uh, me and my buddy, uh, Levi Nunez, who, uh, makes, uh, music for RPGs. Yeah, I had him and, on, I had him on, uh, Heavy Metal Dungeon Masters, uh, a while back with, uh, Tucker. Awesome, dude. Yeah, he's a um, cool dude. He does loot the body. He makes such a cool guy. Um, we started collaboration over, uh, Instagram a long time ago, or maybe two years ago. And, um, based on some of my drawings and we basically, we made a zine and, um, game called Skate Wizards. And uh, it's exactly what the title is. You're a skateboarding wizard in this world. And um, you it's super fun. It's a short zine. It's like, uh, I don't know, like 40, 40 pages. Um, we, we sell them. We sell the zine. He made a cassette tape of music for the game. Like two songs are based off two of the items. And then two are just, uh, I think two songs are like for the vibe of the game. You get dice. There's a vinyl sticker, a bunch of cool art. And um, yeah, it, it was one of the, it was just such a rad project to do. Um, he did such a great job and he wrote a lot of the stuff and I drew a lot of the stuff and we sort of collaborated and worked on uh, all of it together. So yeah, yeah, Skate Wizards, grab one. We only made uh, 325 copies. So I think I just signed and this one's like 200. So yeah, we're getting through them, but um, yeah, check it out. Thanks, John. Yeah, no problem. That's a good time to, to yeah, check that out. Uh it's pretty neat. I have my copies on my shelf and my, my uh, of all my other RPGs, and uh, yeah. it's a nice looking book. Actually, I like it. Uh, Thanks, uh, man. And it was cool. The lady we got to print it is local, but her name is the Dragon Lady, so it's just uh, even that much more fitting. 
What uh when when's the uh when's the first uh expansion coming out? Yeah, I know we actually it's funny is when we were working on this one we were I drew a character in the background. He's like, you know, Levi was like, What's up with that character? Man, I feel like that's a certain character and he, he already had the seed of an idea and then we were you mm. know, I would draw another character. It's cool because he would just sort of pull these stories out of yeah. what I'm drawing, you know. And um, yeah, we've we've talked about a like a little side one that one we want to make. One of the ones we want to make though is definitely your. So in the game, you if you break your board, you become a poser. Like you you lose all your cool abilities and you look like a wizard, but just in like normal like clothes. And so one of the games, one one shot games we want to make is where you're a wizard with no powers and you're just trying to get all your stuff back. So it's kind of a reverse game. So you don't like die in the game; you just become a poser, which is some fun, and you roll for it. So I, that's going to be one. Of, I'd call that one uh, "Posers Arise." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, and I'm, so I've been trying to like add stuff. Uh, we have an itchio page, and you know, I'm trying to make like little fun bits and and stuff. So yeah, hopefully soon, man. We're we're having a. It was everybody's been super cool about. Yeah responses well, and feedback you know well, i saw you guys are selling copies like in berlin and shit like yeah yeah that was really cool we sent yeah um all your problems are here i think it's a game store in berlin and she somehow somehow she saw it and um i sent her 10 copies and then another guy in germany was cool he like got a bunch of orders from his friends and then mm. sent me an order because it's so expensive to ship to germany yeah you know? yeah that's a good way to do it is to like uh yeah he was really like oh. do it yeah, he was like, oh, I'm asking my buddies. And so, yeah, so we shipped those. And yeah, local comic book store here, uh, or one of my favorite shops, Secret Headquarters. Okay. They, uh, they're moving, but they, uh, I sent them, they bought 20 of them wholesale. So that's super yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. Don't ever, don't ever, if you ever want to plug stuff on, like, be- when we do our before kind of pre roll on Avrax Christmas, let me yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. To- totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that. I'm, I'm just like, I never want to, uh, impose on anything, even if it's some, you know, related. Yeah, man. So. No, the only person that doesn't get the only person that doesn't get to promote their product uh, on uh, on our Express Business is Donna because she works for Catan. They don't need any help. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like oh, I'm in the. It's like no, you don't need you don't need help, guys. Like your your, your shit's in Target, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, your stuff is all, your stuff is all special on Prime Day. Come on, man, you're fine. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, you guys want to check out Skate Wizards? Go check that one out uh, and the like uh we're gonna get out of here and we'll be back yep. next week with our express piss uh august we got jacob mundell from the expanse playing with us as dingo again which is super super cool yeah. uh we're gonna go raid someone and the like but we will i'm gonna have jacob i'm gonna put the promo for jacob up right now actually up and uh, we will see you next week later guys yeah bye